This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon and a great start to your week. The weather has definitely been so much better. It's very breezy, even though it's a little, it is, it is still a little bit hot, but nonetheless, we will take a little bit of breeze. <laughs> yes, it's a little bit sunny, but I mean, I like the, bre- the cold breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are entering a winter, and uh, I like, I mean, winter is always a good vibes. I mean, you roll down the windows at 12 p.m. <laughs> and you're not sweating. But, uh, you know, what's happening all over the UAE, Omnia? Yes, lots is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world, starting with AI, because AI is going to be entering our very own schools through different e-learning platforms that will be implemented in every UAE school very soon. Yes, and we're also going to be talking about a Twitter service that has restored the following global platform outage. So there was a big outage and Twitter has restored that th- have thankfully. You, have you seen it? Have yes. you experienced it? I have experienced it. Over the weekend. So let us know if you have experienced it as well. But coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about turning humans into robots by wearing a single suit. And this is definitely going to be coming in handy in Car Factory. Why and how is it going to be implemented? You're going to be getting all those details in just a few moments. Yes. And have you ever heard a song but you just don't know the lyrics to? Well, all you have to do is hum because soon all you have to do is hum to Google and it's going to tell you which song you had in mind. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're going to give you all that is latest right here in the UAE and around the world. But we're going to leave you with a song that I like I like to do all the time. It's called Be Kind, ladies and gentlemen. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about an AI-powered e-learning platform that is going to be in all UAE public schools soon. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, you know us on Future Talk, we love talking about AI. And to see it being implemented in public schools right here in the UAE is amazing. But the platform will be launched in 196 schools in Dubai, Sharjah, Ajman, Umm al-Gawain, Ras al-Khaimah, and Fujairah by December of 2020 this year. Now, it is a digital learning platform which is powered by AI and will be implemented in all public schools in the UAE. Now, this is an announcement coming right out of the Ministry of Education. And the main, main goal behind all of this is to help students adjust a little bit more to distance learning. Now, we do know that right here in Sharjah and even in Dubai, a lot of schools have had the option of giving students either e-learning or physical learning or a mixture of both. So as a parent, you have the option to pick whatever it is that makes you comfortable. But... Implementing this artificial intelligence platform will help the ministry achieve all of its goals when it comes to developing a digital education system that is capable of adapting to any change. And we've definitely seen this uh, come to life during the COVID-19 pandemic. Life can change in the blink of an eye. And if we can have a digital platform that can adapt to all of the needs of those students, then we are sure that their learning is not going to stop if anything happens. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic has shed light on a lot of things. Now, a lot of schools in the U.S. and around the world and right here in the UAE and everywhere have been uh, adapting to digital learning. But a lot of schools were under criticism that a lot of students don't know how to use technology. They don't know how to use e-learning. 
teachers weren't familiar with uh, with technology parents weren't familiar with technology and uh, it's unacceptable because we are in 2020 and technology does revolve around everything and everything revolves around technology so this initiative does kind of come in and it does come in and say hey listen we need to focus on technology that's number one and getting used to doing things online and digitally I mean we've seen a lot of uh, government sectors mm-hmm. kind of depend on uh, on digital transactions we've talked about Omni and I uh, the, the, the municipality right here in charge uh, right going paperless going paperless so having everything being online or, or, or technology based is something that is very important and a new stepping stone for the future. Absolutely. And this is exactly why this platform will be used to teach over 40,000 students in grades 5 up to grade 9, 6 core subjects. So we're looking at Arabic, Mathematics, Science, Islamic Studies, Social Studies, and English. Now, students in grades 10 and 12 will be included next year. So we are uh, witnessing this happening in stages. And that's simply to ensure that every stage is being implemented at the best way possible. Teachers and students will also have access to different academic programs that will help support them in their learning journey in the way that fits them best. And this is the best part about using artificial intelligence it's the way you're able to mold it to fit every student's need it's not a one-size-fits-all which i believe by now we should be moving on from the one-size-fits-all education system and we are doing this one step at a time through this ai platform yes and uh the undersecretary of the ministry of education did say that the country is laying the foundation for a flexible and effective virtual learning ecosystem. Now, it is a strategic vision of the Ministry of Education and is built on a futuristic vision to develop an educational system that is up to date with the current developments and technology, which is super duper uber important. <laughs> now, that's that's what that's what I like to hear. And that's what I, I'm actually so happy that I'm bringing out this news. I'm talking about it because uh, AI is very important. And time and time again, Omni and I talk, bring people on the show and we talk about how AI is important and shaping the future. I mean, we're seeing AI soon enough going to be change, doing oil changes. Absolutely. And when it comes to artificial intelligence and online learning, I I believe that even though distance learning has definitely been a very very difficult learning curve for many parents and students, it's also opened the doors mm. for many many students to, you know, start learning at universities right here in the UAE, even if they are living somewhere else. But let's move on to talk a little bit about what has been happening with Twitter this weekend, because Twitter has not had the best 2020, just like all of us. Yes, I mean, Twitter did suffer a global platform outage. Now, the outage did mark a new setback for the network, which is fending off accusations over bias over its decision to block a news report critical of Joe Biden. Now, Twitter service did appear to be restored on Thursday evening after a technical problem did cause a global outage of nearly two hours. Now, that is a big number. Two hours is a big (laughs) number. We're talking about a social media platform as big as Twitter. And we do know that it's used by hundreds of millions of people worldwide. Now, it did mark a setback for the network. And like I said, uh, there's kind of a a conspiracy that they were kind of uh, blocking the news of Joe Biden. That's why there was an outage. But who knows? Absolutely. And whenever we're talking about, you know, Twitter, 
going basically off the internet. We are also worried about security breaches, you know, especially taking into consideration the tough history that Twitter has been going through this year with the biggest hack that happened to many popular uh, names, many influencers, uh, and even political figures. So as of right now, there is no evidence that what happened was, you know, a result of security breach or even a hack. They are still investigating all the internal causes and will definitely keep you updated with that. But Twitter did post a very similar message to its status page uh, to the one that happened whenever they had the massive hack. So they did say that Twitter has been down for many of you and we are working to get it back up and running for everyone. Now, luckily, it didn't last for too, too long. It was long enough, two hours, but it wasn't uh, a full day. Now, uh, we did see Twitter struggle with a lot of security breaches. So I'm just hoping that this was not another one. Yes, we, we actually seen earlier this year a couple of, I think around 130 accounts were hacked. Yeah. And uh, a lot of big names, we're talking about Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, a lot of big names were, 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 were hacked and they were tweeting out things and they scammed a lot of people. But then they did uh, they did recover from that and several people were actually charged for the hack. Mm -hmm. And uh, even the, the Twitter's own founder, Jack Dorsey's account was hacked and there was offensive messages that were released and posted on his account. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a big deal. So Twitter does need to kind of talk about their own security. But I feel like in the recent years, Twitter mm. has been, been 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 the victim of many hacks because of U.S. President Donald Trump and because of how much he, uh, uses, he, Twitter. he, he uses Twitter <laughs> and how much people, a lot of people actually started using Twitter because of the U.S. President. Absolutely. Now, with this uh, outage that happened, many tweets, that's what we typically mm. call those who tweet frequently across the United States and in the UK, they were not able to tweet. However, they were able to send a few DMs through the platform, even though the outage was still taking place on the regular tweets. Let us know, have you experienced the outage yourself? What was your experience with it? And you, were you a little bit worried about your own privacy? Our text lines are open for 215-DO-IT-TO-SALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up on Future Talk, we're talking all about humans turning into robots robots in car factories yes indeed i think maybe one day ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we'll be dancing in the moonlight you're listening to pulse 95 check this out check this out pulse 95 in this day and age that we are currently living in, going out of the house without your wearable technology feels like you are missing on a very important accessory. Or more or less, it's like missing out on your phone. Today I left without my Apple Watch and I felt like mm -hmm. whenever I got a notification, I'm like, oh, I don't have a, I don't have a watch on my wrist to uh, look at. But wearable technology is taking on a completely different meaning in the world of automobiles. Because as employees age and as younger people tend to, you know, move away from the idea of working on a factory production line, companies are looking at ways to lighten the load. And what is better than using a wearable technology that has been previously used to help people of determination, more specifically those who are paralyzed from the waist down, paraplegic, uh, to actually move. So they typically would wear what we would call an exoskeleton. So it's like a suit that would help raise their body, lift their body, it would ease the weight uh, off of them and it will give them that sense of movement, that sense of normalcy that they definitely miss. But what if we could use this type of suit in a car uh, factory? Yes, I mean, now wearable technology is taking on a different meaning in the automobile world. Now, 
a lot of people and a lot of employees uh, who are on the young age are kind of saying, no, we don't want to yeah. work in factories because we can see that back in the, I think, it was, I believe it was the 1940s, mm. I think it was in, uh, the, the main place, they called it the main uh, factory place was in it was in uh, Chicago, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think, no, Michigan. It was in Michigan, Detroit, Detroit. Yeah. And uh, we've seen over the years that, that those people who worked in those factories, they developed back pain, joint problems. And because obviously you're working in a car factory, it is very tiring. But now we're seeing how maybe robotics could be the solution. So, a high-tech exoskeleton are being explored by firms which do include Hyundai Motors, Ford Motor, and General Motors GM. Mm-hmm. Now, the technology initially was developed to help people who had lost the ability to walk or stand on their own, just like Omnia said, and it does ease fatigue and helps prevent injury, and is particularly useful for repetitive processes that can be automated even as robotics makes big inroads to the sector now i remember when uh, i think like 10 years ago this has mm-hmm. been the talk we've seen a lot of being a lot of robotics being used in factories and a lot of factory workers were complaining and saying that uh that robots are going to take over our job this this and that and we're seeing that even with with robots with automation with ai still there's a couple of jobs that humans need to be physical and do it and but now we're seeing how robots come in and help those humans do their job with these repetitive repetitive tasks. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't have a robot do the job, might as well turn the human being into a robot. And this is exactly what these suits are doing. Now, these exoskeleton suits are coming right out of a company called ULC or ULS Robotics. And they've so far tested three different exoskeleton uh, suits on workers. And they have definitely been helping them lift all the heavy equipments that they might come in uh, to contact with in their day-to-day workday. One of them is used for the upper body, another goes around the waist, and the third focuses on the lower limbs. So the first two actually weigh about 7 kilograms uh, each, Mm. and they allow any person who is wearing it to lift an additional 20 kilograms. Can you imagine? So you're basically, it's like wearing a Superman suit and having extra power Sup- on your... Superhuman suit. Basically. So, so so again, this comes in with with, with uh, it to prevent injuries and to kind of help the load and, and, and take off the load on the lower back, yeah. on the arms, because I, I've seen actually a documentary about how so many factory workers, and I think that's why they developed a union. Unions were developed because of factories, it's taxing car factories on their bodies. It was taxing on their bodies, and they weren't getting medical uh, medical insurance and stuff like that. But this goes back and, and and just goes to show how technology is easing the life, and and it's not going to take your job. Mm-hmm. It's, it might actually help your job, and we're saying this right here. Now, when I when when I'm hearing about uh, how it's going to help raise lift twenty ki- kilograms. And prevent injuries. You know what comes to mind? What? A Marvel supervillain. <laughs> a supervillain. Just this comes in as a just a, a plain storyline for a supervillain. True. <laughs> I, I just feel like one day one of these workers is gonna get fed up and become a supervillain. That's it. We're gonna start, use start, the ex- yeah and start throwing around cars. <laughs> use the exoskeleton yeah. suit against the own company. Exactly. I mean, he'll he'll probably find a way to tweak it up instead of 20 kilograms, 200 kilograms, or even two tons. Who knows? Well, let's try and focus on using technology for good. If you're wondering how much uh, weight can it carry, as we mentioned, it allows you to carry up to 20 kilograms, an additional 20 kilograms to how much ever you can hold. But these suits are also powered by a battery that has a life of about six to eight hours. So not that long lasting, but I'm sure it's long lasting Mm. enough to help those who are working in the production line get the job done. Let us know if you could wear an exoskeleton suit in your day to day life. What would you use it for? Changing tires. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> I would use it to carry the groceries. No, I'm. Uh, in uh, one go, in one trip. <laughs> okay, good point. I buy. I feel like changing tires because changing tires it's it hurts tiring. the back a lot. Let us know four two one five door slot or text uh, slide slide in our DMs at Pulse ninety five radio on Instagram. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're going to leave it for a surprise, surprise, ladies and gentlemen. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse ninety five. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the iPhone 12 all over again because we're going to be talking about it for a while and even for the next couple of months. But let's talk about how it was under a lot of scrutiny. I'm very disappointed Beca- by Apple. <laughs> be- because uh, we do know that there's no more headphones or charger or case in, in the case or in the box anymore when you do buy a brand new iPhone. And uh, we're going to be telling you about what you need to buy for that iPhone and how one country is getting that charger and why now i was honestly very shocked to find out that france is actually is actually the only country in the world that will be receiving an iphone charger and possibly a headset whenever you're going to go ahead and purchase the brand new iphone 12 any of the iphone 12s from the iphone 12 mini to the iphone 12 pro max but if you are planning to buy the iphone 12 and you do not own a USB-C charger you might just want to tune in and listen in for a bit because we have some bad news you might just have to be buying and spending more cash when you have just bought your brand new iphone and this is the reason why the previous iphone chargers that you know everyone uses with the usb port actually will not charge your phone as fast as the new usb-c uh, port could now this is very is a big problem yeah i'll tell you why it's a big problem first of all People who bought portable chargers. Oh yes. A lot of people buy portable chargers. I I, I, I live, just bought one recently. I live on a portable charger. When I'm out and I, I have a long day ahead of me, I'll have my nice power bank portable charger right next to me. But now we're seeing that hey listen, well you're it's it's basically obsolete right now. So I don't like how they've switched to USB C and I don't yeah. like how they didn't include it in the box. I don't like a lot of things about what Apple did this year. But we're gonna be talking about how you can kind of uh, work around work, it. Work around it. Now, Apple started doing this to cut down on its carbon footprint. Apparently, I don't agree with this. <laughs> I know we all know it's a gimmick, but it also means that we have to spend more to get the most out of our brand new iPhone that we just bought for over four thousand dollars or, yeah. or three thousand. It depends on the model. Now, here's the deal: if you still have one of those small square chargers from Apple that does have an ordinary USB plug on it. You won't be able to use that with the new cable in the iPhone 12 box, which does use a different connection. Now, that old charger won't charge your iPhone as fast as possible. So the new plug should give you a 50% charge in about 30 minutes, which is great. It's fantastic. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> but you won't get the full speed from Apple's new MagSafe wireless charger, which means your phone is going to spend a lot more time charging if you don't upgrade so basically apple said hey listen we're going to give you 50 percent charge in 30 minutes but you're going to have to pay a little bit more on top of you just bought a premium iphone for over a thousand dollars yes and the thing is you know the whole idea behind not including a charger and a headset is to basically be more sustainable to the environment cut down on their carbon footprint but how a lot of people see it including myself is they're only cutting down on costs because they're still going to be producing these chargers especially for people who have had iphones they may not have the us the new plug 
including myself. A lot of people don't update their phone every single year. So with that, you're still going to have to be purchasing those chargers. The only difference is you're going to have to pay more cash to get what what used yes. to be uh, free at some point. Now, one other issue, as mentioned, Hani, is the fact that a lot of people have power banks. A lot of people might may be using... Uh, you know, iPhone chargers that aren't don't belong to Apple. You know, they're not coming right out of Apple, but they belong to sister companies that do still charge mm. the phone. So mm. do those go out of business as well? I don't think they go out of business. They just have to create more and make more production, yeah. thus <laughs> killing the thought about saying, hey, all carbon footprint. It's a big lie. To me, I don't I don't feel like that is the, that is the main purpose of Apple. We know Apple, uh, what they do and how they I mean, Apple products are great. Nonetheless, no, but yeah, exactly. But, They're amazing. But, but the way that they kind of they, they run their business is kind of uh, f- uh, sketchy to me. But let's be honest. Now, mm. a, a, if the new iPhone plug is going to cost you around twenty to thirty dollars. So let's say hundred dirhams in, mm. in in general. Yeah. Now, hundred dirhams is not a big deal. It's not going to break the bank. But listen, you've just bought a four thousand dirham iPhone. Why do I have to pay an extra one hundred dirhams to kind of charge my phone to use to it. use the phone to charge my phone? And uh, I mean. It's just it's 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 unviable. I don't like it. I don't like the idea at all. The, and and, yeah. and a lot of people are going to start thinking twice when they buy an iPhone now because they're going to be saying, my budget was let's say for example four thousand, but now I have to go out of budget because I need to go buy number one, a new power plug. Number two, a new portable charger. Number three, a new wire for that portable charger because some people like to keep a wire at home and a wire with them. So. You're just messing up the whole. You're messing up their whole day because you decided that we're not gonna we're not gonna put that in the box anymore. The thing is, though, uh, the whole reason behind iPhones for iPhone lineup this year is to basically cut cost. yeah to cut cost and to woo, you know budget conscious mm-hmm. customers. So what's the point of reducing the price, creating iPhones that are cheaper if you're still gonna have to ask the customer to go ahead and buy a charger, buy a headset? It's just, you know, the pandemic has impacted people a lot economically, but to go to that route, to make something that used to be for free, become something that you have to pay for, it's just, it's not a nice mix. Yes, uh, it's it's not a privilege, it's a necessity. You You need it. They weren't giving you... And offer you need it so it's like giving a kid a game and telling him oh there's the game but no batteries go ahead and purchase yeah. the batteries so, so so what i what i generally think yeah. now france has combated that france yes. has combated that france has uh in france the charger will come in the box and that does come in with the strict restrictions that yeah. the eu and france in general have been doing on on apple because apple is the only i think it is the only the only uh phone manufacturer that uses their own type of uh, wires yeah. because when it comes to Samsung and Android devices they all have that one with that one plug you know the thing is is everyone going to start buying the iPhone 12 from France I, I mean that's a, that's a good question if it comes in French wee oui, wee oui, croissant guess what I speak French now French fries ladies and gentlemen and the, and it's not, not we're not just talking about the charger being included but we're also talking about the earpods uh, being included as well and this is all because France's radiation laws actually require a headset and a charger to be included in the smartphone box to protect any child under the age of 14 from the radiation that comes out of our smartphones whenever we're using them to talk to our loved ones mm. and this is something I think a lot of people tend to forget about phones can actually be very damaging to children's ears yes now the thing is right now yeah. is that uh, I, I kind of I, I'm, I'm upset with Apple I'm hurt by Apple and I'm hurt by what the, what they've done because it is just it's just ridiculous now I, when I want to buy a new phone I'm gonna think twice about it and and now what we're looking at is that they're pushing the consumer 
to buy a phone, number one, and then they have to buy the headphones. And you're going to say, well, I don't want to buy the headphones. I want to buy the Apple wireless yeah. phones, uh, headphones. And then you're going to have to make them buy a charger and a power bank. So what you're basically doing is when you're buying a new phone from Apple, you're going to, be have, you're going to have to upgrade your whole entire accessory. Now, for someone like me who already has AirPods, that's no problem. But I do have to buy a new charger. I have to buy a new uh, portable bank, uh, portable charging bank. So there's a lot that comes in mind. There's a lot that goes into into process just to buy a new iPhone, which kind of defeats the purpose of of, of simplicity that I, that Apple does want to, to to come out. And Omni had a great point yeah. last week in saying, but you're, you're still producing the chargers. Exactly. So what's the difference? And especially for those who, let's say, were Android users, decided to switch to Apple or to become an iPhone user, you know, this only means that they have to set a much bigger budget than they thought. I think the only solution is for countries around the world to to basically put up put out the same fine that France puts out for any company that wants to sell its products in France you will be, you'll you'll basically be charged 75,000 euros if you don't include accessories in the box of the phone we know that Samsung is in the corner right now taking out a notepad <laughs> and and writing everything Apple is doing True. and going to implement it in next years because apparently even though it sucks Samsung will copy and Apple will copy whatever Samsung does. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, if you ever heard of a song that you like but you don't know the lyrics to, but you know the humming, you know how to hum to it, mm-hmm. well, Google is going to find that song for you. But we're going to be taking a short break and we're going to leave you with chemicals. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? If this isn't worth it, I don't know what is, to be completely honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, because how many times have you sat on your, in your car and saying, I can't remember that name of the song, and you talked to your friend, you called your friend, Omnia, I'm saying, Omnia, do you remember that song? Or whistle it to or, the friend. And, and, and like, honey, what are you talking about? I don't know which song you're talking about. How am I supposed to know from humming? Well, Google has said, listen, I know what kind of problems you're going through. And I have the solution for you because now you can hum to search and Google and find that song that has been stuck in your head for four days. This is the best feature that has ever launched out of Google to this day and age. Because whenever I think about it, I don't always, I honestly barely ever remember the name of a song. I'll always either Shazam it or ask Siri about what is the song that I just listened to. But if you don't catch it in the moment, what do you do? If you remember the melody, if you remember the rhythm, but you don't necessarily remember the name of the song, all you'll have to do is hum it or whistle it to Google because now Google has the ability to find exactly what song it is that is stuck in your head without any lyrics, without the artist names, without even the perfect pitch required. You don't have to be a singer to be able to do this. All you'll have to do is hum the melody to your mobile device. And you'll be able to do that if you have the latest version of the Google app or even if you just use the Google search widget, tap on the mic icon and say, what is the song? And hum it to Google. Yes, and then all you have to do is hum for 10 to 15 seconds. I'm going to try it in a bit. 10 to 15 <laughs> seconds. And it's simple as that. Or you can, have, if you have Google Assistant, yeah. all you have to do is say, hey, Google, what is this song? And then hum the tune. Now, the feature is currently available in English on iOS and in more than 20 languages on Android. And they do hope to expand this to more languages in the future. Now, after you've hummed the song that has been stuck in your head, <laughs> you can select the best match and explore information on the song and artist 
and view any accompanying music videos or even listen to the song on your favorite music app. Find the lyrics, read analysis, and even check out other recordings of the song when available. So let's say, for example, I'm on my iPhone, iOS. I've hummed the song to Google, and after I've finished, I find the song, and then I can go and import that song or, or search that song on Apple Music through Google. I uh, search that song on Apple Music, and there I have it stuck to my library. So I like the feature a lot because I don't know how many times I've been in a car <laughs> and my friend's like, hey, dude, do you know that song? I'm like, which song? <laughs> you know that song that was... See me again. I'm like, oh, what, what are you talking about, dude? I don't know the song. So having this feature is very important, and, and I like it a lot. I definitely agree with you, Hani. It's just, it's countless. The number of times we forget the name or even the artist who sang the, a certain song. But according to Google, a song's melody or rhythm is just like our fingerprints. So they're very unique, and if you can use artificial intelligence and machine learning to teach it how to match your hum to the right artist, Simply by whistling or singing to it, you're basically going to be able to find the exact song that you are looking for. So all you'll have to do is head to Google search, hum out the melody. You don't even know how you don't even need to know how to whistle to be able to try this out yourself. And then the machine learning algorithms will basically be able to transform your audio into what it is uh, that song that you are currently humming to. Let us know what you guys think, though, because I because I've had this problem a lot, and you know I've kind of mastered the way of finding out music or finding out which song was stuck in my head just by a melody. No way. I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you how about how I've mastered it. How? So there would be times in my life where I'd be so upset I didn't know what song what the song name was. Yeah. I'd hear it on the radio, for example, or in a music or in a, in a video on Instagram, and I would look through the comments for hours. I would never find out the the, the, the song. So what I start to do is I'd pick up keywords of that song. I was just gonna say, and I would search it, and I would I would put the genre. For example, let's say it's a it's a it's a rock yeah. song. So let's say we will we will rock you. For example, I'll put rock you rock you rock song uh, high upbeat on Google. Yeah, and I'd get I I I'd find the search perfectly. So but, I mean, some, but what if you don't even remember the words? That's when I think this would come in handy because I, I agree with you. That's what I used to do at least. Remember yeah, so, a few words of the song. So this comes in handy with people who like dubstep, trance music, house music. Yeah. Because it's always like. So it's, it's good for these people. So you can find me at 4 a.m., ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> opening up the Google app. And seeing what ha- what comes out from that. So that's 2020 for you. That's 2020 for you. I mean, let us know 4215 or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. How many times have you heard a song? You didn't know the name of the song and you were so upset and the song was stuck in your head for hours and hours and hours on end and you never really found out the song. Or if you've tuned into Pulse95 and heard the song <laughs> on our radio station and never knew the song and you were upset about it. But Future Talk is jumping in that spaceship and going all the way to space. Yes, indeed. We're going to be leaving you in the safe hands of the Dream Team. Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be bringing you the latest on what is happening in the entertainment industry. Music, uh, in yes, shows, but, movies, you name it. They well, all, they have it all. Whatever you want. Anything you need to waste your time or kill your time on, you got it right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Future Talk is signing out. We'll be here tomorrow. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.